Round the Back is part of Podnose, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. For episode archives of Round the Back and all of the shows on the network, visit us at www.podnose.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Podnose or send us an email by admin at podnose.com. Hello, Joe. How are you? Good, yeah. I've not got a... Didn't uh, do any, haven't done any more. I'm, no, I haven't done any more this week. No murderous ventures this week. Just a normal hello. Yeah, I've not done one of those for a while. This week, I've mostly been not killing people. No, <laughs> this week, I'm just going to say hello. Yes. Hello. So what did you have for <laughs> lunch, Yeah, well, Dave? we haven't. it's a weird time of day for us. Usually, oh. can, we, can we give that away? Is that a secret? We usually record in the evening. We usually do. And... Uh, Certainly not on a Saturday daytime. No, this is this is obscene. Obscene? It's I'm, not obscene. I'm <laughs> disgusted. It's, it's, personally, it's disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, so yeah, we haven't had dinner yet, so we can't talk about that. Although no. I know what I'm having. So what you you've planned tonight already? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh god. Yeah. We're we're organised. Yeah. So what is it? I'm not going to tell you. Okay, good. I'm going to leave it. I'll tell you in a minute. You didn't answer my original question of what did you have for what lunch? What did I have for lunch? I had a toasted sandwich. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. What did you have? I had a. I haven't had a lunch because I had a big old fry up. Oh, you f- f- lovely man. <laughs> Very lovely man. Yeah. No, it's that's my Saturday. Full works was it? Full works. Yeah. At, uh, at the calf or home cooked? Calf. Oh, it was good. Yeah. Anyway, um, what do we? What else do we normally do? Normal things. Just yeah. How are you? Yeah. Blah blah blah. I'd also like to acknowledge that this is episode sixty. Oh, so it's been ten weeks or maybe eleven since our fiftieth episode anniversary special edition Blu-ray release. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, director's cut. Um, yeah. The final cut. Audience of episode special. fifty. <laughs> yeah, an audience with. Yeah. Round the back. Yeah, there'll be an anniversary of edition of episode fifty so what in is about si- half a century. In anniversary terms, what is sixty? Is that golden? It is golden, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Hold on, <laughs> or is that fifty? I don't know or care. At this okay, point. fine. We've just done fine. sixty of them. Well, I'll put the gold and the diamonds away then. If you don't care, you're not having them. And I just hope that our fans, our listeners, our lovers, whatever they're called, our audience, <laughs> that they um they know what goes into making sixty hours ish. Yeah, I wish podcasts, I, I wish I know. knew. Well, turn up, plug in, talk, fuck off, go home. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Don't bore them with the technical stuff. <laughs> and you plug this in there. And yeah. you... Anyway, shall we start off, Dave, with yes. our usual spiel? Yes. Here it comes. Oh, news! There's like the police academy guy. Didn't know what to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> I went, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, bollocks what do i do that was actually like that police academy guy not the guy that makes the amazing funny noises who's also in space balls oh that's the one i thought you meant no that like crazy like weird like animal guy steve guttenberg what (laughs) what do you mean what
what? He's, the, just... he's the main star of it, isn't he? He's no, definitely not the main star. In one of the police academies, this guy plays like the bad guy, and he's just going. Yeah, I know what you mean, but but Steve Good Steve Guttenberg is the main star of of the Police Academy franchise. Please, if you don't mind. Oh yeah, him. Yeah. 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 Big big Hollywood uh, B movie star. Love that Guttenberg. So uh, to start off the news today, I have one of my headlines. Go on. Headlines without a story. My favourite one that I saw this week. Okay. Jeremy Kyle fans shocked by clever guest with good teeth and clothes. <laughs> that, well, that is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, he's an actor. He's he's not. A, he's a stooge. He's been planted there. Yeah. Look at him. He's been wardrobed. He's got good teeth. Yeah, he looks like clothes. he's had a wash. Get him off. Get get the get the animals on. Unbelievable. Oh, and speaking dear. of animals, mm. I'm going to start off the proper news with a, an animal story. I love animals. Yes. Not all animals, actually. Most animals. Uh, what animals don't you like? Giraffes. Arsehole bears? Giraffes. Remember that? Arsehole bears. Yeah. <laughs> well, if a bear, don't like giraffes. Why if not? If a bear was an arsehole, then yeah, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be a bear. take to him. It'd yeah. be an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you like giraffes, then? Just don't trust them. Is it something about the way they look, or...? Something's ha- what's happened there. So you, you've profiled giraffes and mm, you, you've absolutely. decided that they're. That's what I do with all forms. So when they're coming through airport security, like you really, you know, you take them into the little scanner. You 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 swab swab their bags for well, the you, bomb. You wouldn't bomb get stuff. them through airports. You don't, they'd have to come through another special a, a special door, which. Again, that's a pain for yeah. everyone. Through like the delivery bit, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to be like a hangar with a higher door, I and suppose. And you know the security won't be as tight there, so mm. they're getting all sorts through. So that's why, in a nutshell, you that's don't it. trust giraffes. Pretty much, yeah, for airport security reasons. <laughs> 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 that's why I'm going to be voting for the party that doesn't let giraffes uh, Im- immigrate to the UK. Yeah, uh, immigrant, I want Britain it, to be Brec- Don't get me British started fauna. on uh, immigrant giraffes, Joe. They're the worst kind. <laughs> <laughs> I want only British fauna to be allowed yes. in the country. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, talking of animals, uh, this is a headline from Sky News. Okay. And I, I think you're going to like this one. Sure, I am. Very angry badger leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Already. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Very angry badger leaves Scottish castle after two days. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Not for him. Not Just for wasn't him. For him, no. The uh, cellar tunnel at Craigneathan Castle had to be closed after a furious badger was discovered. <laughs> How did they know he was furious? And they asked him, obviously, and he went, I'm furious! Yeah. I'm absolutely furious. I am going to tell you why. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to send you an email. Do you think badgers are sort of an upper class kind of... Yeah, yeah. Because yeah? they wear those little glasses, don't they? Suppose, yeah, the monocle, right? They, they all have monocles. Yeah, mm. yeah. The, or as I call them, little glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and they got one of those pocket watches on a chain, haven't they, on their breast. Yes. And all that. Yeah, that's right. Waistcoats. Yeah. Uh, uh, cuffs, uh, sorry, yeah, cuffs, but no shirt. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. So make mine sounds a bit like a stripper and a neckerchief. Yes, mm. and a thong. <laughs> What's this badger done? Why a very angry? angry badger has left the castle in Scotland after causing carnage in its cellar tunnel. Carnage, absolute carnage. Craig Neathan Castle in Lanarkshire. Uh, had to shut its cellar tunnel to the public from midday on Thursday after staff spotted the unusual guest after it had dug through loose soil and into stonework, almost as if that's what badgers do. God, dear. It was With thought his the talons. Oh, carnage. It was thought the badger was lost. <laughs> <laughs> and staff tried to lure it out with cat food and honey. Is that what they go for, is it? <laughs> Sorry, cat... 
cat that would work with honey. cats, mm. I'm sure, and bees. Well, uh, bees make honey. Do they eat honey? Is ooh. that do they do they feed off it as well? They well, they'd be interested in it, wouldn't they? they they'd would. come and have a look. Yeah, and then get stuck. Where'd in you it. get that honey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, these are my animal voices. It's very, it's very badgers, good, yeah. bees. You know, all the. That's not the saying, is it? It's the birds and the bees, the, not yeah. the badgers and the bees. Yeah. We'll mm. teach you about the badgers and the bees. Shut up, Dad. Uh, Historic Environment Scotland, H-E-S, tweeted about the unusual lodger, saying, if you're heading to Craigneathan Castle over the next few days, you might find the cellar tunnel closed due to the presence of a very angry badger. (laughs) So the very angry badger came from them. We're trying to entice it out with cat food and send it home to chill out. (laughs) What? (laughs) Chill out? Go on, just fuck off and chill out, mate. (laughs) The animal left some rubble behind as it dug around in the tunnel and repair work, repair work will take place over the next few days. Bloody gypsies oh, coming in here. He was a pikey, you know. pikey badger. <laughs> Fly tipping. That a, that's, a, that's a term of endearment, by the way, pikey. Pikey, yeah, of course <laughs> it is. Um, so uh, on Twitter, HES said the rest of the castle was open as usual, thank Christ, and yeah. shared newfound badger knowledge, particularly that they prefer peanuts and bananas. Ah. So if any of our listeners find themselves in a similar position where a badger is, you know, either um, sieging you in yes. your house. Or just walking around in your garden furious. Yeah, or it's digging into your castle, that you know, on your big, big old money property. Chuck's, chuck your nuts at it. Wave your nuts around for it. Mm. And um, also whip your banana out. Yes. And show it to it. It's odd, isn't it? Cat food does seem to be the go-to uh, food for any sort of, you know... Uh, wildlife garden wildlife badgers hedgehogs give it some cat food you know what is it why that's sorry for the cats like yeah hell, I, I wanted that that's <laughs> not the tuna stuff it just cuts to like you could see in the in the very far away in the shot there's a cat just in the bush just looking sad a little tear rolling down its cheek and some yeah. sad music and the next minute he's just ripping the hedgehogs as bits mm. it was a badger but yeah sure sure well a hedgehog badger same thing right well no they're similar vein Yes. Of animal. Anyway, that's the story of my um, <laughs> good. the angry badger. And it's, it's over, over to you, uh, over and out. David, over to you. Thank you, Joe. Uh, back to me in the studio. <laughs> uh, my story uh, is from the uh, it's from Sky News. Ah, <clears throat> two Sky News stories. Yes, this is uh, serious stuff. And the headline is, Holy guacamole, man jailed for 50 years for million dollar fajita theft. How many fajitas is that? Million dollar fajita theft. Million dollar, yeah. Unbelievable. A former juvenile detention centre employee has been jailed for 50 years after stealing $1.2 million (laughs) worth of fajitas over a period of nine years. Oh my God, it was a drip feed then. Nine years? Yes. Jesus. uh, Gilberto Escamilla... 53 arranged for deliveries to the Mexican oh, oh, sorry of the Mexican meal to the Daryl B Hester Juvenile Detention Center where he worked but would sell them on himself the same day amazing yes so so none of the detention center inmates would get their fajitas I don't just sell think them so. on yeah just sell them on yeah. to a third party yeah Ooh. friends family <laughs> uh, uh, amazing pa- passers by uh, he was caught out last August when he took the day off to go to a medical appointment. The centre's meat supplier co- called to confirm an order of £880 of fajitas, and the employee who answered uh, informed them that the centre doesn't serve the spicy snack. The supplier had been delivering similar orders for nine years, and officers found stacks of fajitas in Escamilla's fridge. He was fired and arrested the next day. 
unbelievable. I mean, how did they not? Obviously, this would be on the company credit card, right? Well, a company. I sh- yeah, I see the this, company account for yeah. this prison. How did the accountants not see this? Hmm, Eight hundred and eighty units of fajita. Oh, what's yeah. going on here? Perhaps they're just thinking, God, these inmates love fajitas. They're just lapping them up. Yeah, we've yeah. got a real weight problem in this. Uh, yeah. There's some serious farts going around our prison. <laughs> some spicy rings in this. Uh, <laughs> uh, he admitted theft by a public servant uh, by a public servant on Friday and was jailed for fifty years. Fifty years. Five zero. Murderers don't <laughs> usually get that much. No, that's insane. According to the Brownsville Herald, he said it was selfish. It started small and got bigger and out of control. It wasn't shellfish. It was no uh, it was fajitas. It, it was fajitas. Unless he did that on you know a different filling, maybe. <laughs> um, it got to the point where I couldn't control it anymore. <laughs> he couldn't because he couldn't get, stop. I got to get the fajitas. Oh. I can't stop. No, no, no more fajita. No, no, one more. Well, just one more fajita. It's like it's like the cliche <laughs> of being too far into the crime underworld that you can't yeah, get exactly, out and go yeah. clean, can you? Like, no. You just can't do it. Yeah. Um, Cameron County Assistant District Attorney Peter Gilman said the five-decade sentence would send a strong message to employees of the county. Yeah. Would send a strong message to... steal fajitas. <laughs> Future fajita thieves. It's a str- it is a strong <laughs> message. It's a slightly odd message, if I'm honest. It's, yeah. it's quite a specific message as Very well. Very specific, yeah. yeah. Um, Escamilla said goodbye to his family before he was taken down to begin his sentence. That's unbelievable. I mean, th- this is an interesting thing, uh, an interesting moral and philosophical question mm. that this raises of um, the how you equate different crimes with sentences. Like... Uh, Guy steals lots of money worth of food. Yes. Person maybe murders someone in cold blood viciously and gets a sentence that's maybe 10 years, 15 years less than that. Yeah. Who's more of a danger to society? Well, yeah, exactly. It's a very interesting question. The fajita man. Fajita man! (laughs) Yes. So that's him. He's got, I mean, he's 53, so he'll be 103 when he's released unless he gets parole early. Extraordinary. Well, if he's a very good boy, you know. Or... Or he'll die in prison. For stealing fajitas. Mm. Wow. They don't want people to, you know, sell fajitas on the black market, clearly. That's the message I'm getting. Just be careful. If you're in that area, make sure the fajitas you're buying are a kosher. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what they need to do is set up some sort of fajita tracking system. So you can you can look at an app on your phone whether this fajita is, is yeah. a good fajita or a bad fajita. Well, I, I think within this, uh, the, the police... Uh, the police uh, investigation. Investigation. No, they've set up a um, sort of fajita watch now within right. the within the station. Within the fajita community. Yeah, a hotline as well. It's um, they've got their own. Yeah, they've got their own lieutenant heading it up. <laughs> uh, lieutenant Vasquez. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just went for a sort of a Hispanic name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's just an expert. I thought that might lead on to something, but it's, it's not. No. So just. And that's the end. It happens from time to time. <laughs> it does happen. I've got one more quick one for you. Go on. And it's a story that's uh, going to hopefully particularly spike your interest. Uh, spike me. Both um, intellectually and culinarily. Good. And my two favourite types of Aries. <laughs> so, it smells like burned foil in a microwave. Firefighters battle blaze at a garlic bread factory <laughs> as nine cubic meters of baguettes go up in flames. Oh, what a waste! What a waste! Oh, that, now that's that's saddening, actually. I'd like to uh, clear up that this isn't new news. 
It no. is, in fact, old, unfortunately. Oh, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, but the, the story was too good to ignore, considering the, the some of the banter we've had about garlic bread. Whoa, 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 we've been bantering back and forth. It's actually from the 28th of September 2017, um, but, you know, never mind. And my source is the mail online for this. So firefighters battled a blaze at a factory overnight as garlic bread caught fire. Uh, emergency services were called to build to a building in Brisbane South on Thursdays in Australia, Brisbane, Australia. Yeah, nine cubic meters of garlic bread burned for several hours until oh. the fire was contained. Oh, that's terrible. That is. Um, first responders were called to the building in Kapalaba at around two a.m. <laughs> uh, as many as thirty emergency services members were there to put out this garlic bread fire. Oh my god! Imagine the smell. Beautiful. Well, apparently it smelled like burnt tin foil. I guess because they were covered in probably tin foil. Um, but oh. I imagine it wouldn't smell like it's cooking because it's not. Well, cooking, anything it's burning. anything burning is isn't good. No, no, it doesn't smell. Oh, that is that my toast burning? Mmm, yummy. That's <laughs> <laughs> not. Um, it's not a nice smell. Yes, uh, that's pretty much it. Just so these are, are they? Can I just be clear? These are uh, garlic baguettes or garlic uh, bread slices or baguettes? Baguettes yeah. exclusively okay. baguettes. Yeah. Do you think they were pre-sliced or? Well, like those ones that have the... They're sort of like, like you get perforated, Yeah, you get almost. the supermarket. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like I think so, yeah. Uh, but how they caught on fire, I'm not sure. So nine cubic metres of garlic baguettes. I yeah. mean, how many would that have been exactly? That I mean, I'm rough... I'm just under two metres tall. Right, so you're probably about... I would say you're about 30 or 40 garlic baguettes. <laughs> Would you say that? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good yeah. guess. I was actually looking at you up and down as I worked <laughs> you, it out. He was. Yeah. I can. I can confirm that. Yeah. But yeah, like I maybe I'm, a little mini baguette just for that bit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's quite garlicky. In what itself. you mean, this finger? <laughs> what so, about yeah. my other fingers? So you said how many? You're two. Well, I'm, I'm roughly two meters tall, right? So, so then nine meters. Let's imagine nine meters up. Yeah. And then, of course, because it's cubic, you've got nine meters in two more dimensions yeah. following that, and it's like. That, that's a lot of baguettes. Basically a lot. Thousands, yeah. if not tens yeah. of thousands, I'd say. That it is actually really sad. Uh, um, I thought you would be particularly traumatised by that. Um, it's just a waste, isn't it? It's an extraordinary it's waste. waste. Yeah. And Think of all the people having their spaghetti bolognese now without garlic bread. Yeah, and their risotto and their yeah. cereal. and their Cereal? What? Coffee. Right, okay. What are acceptable then? What Have you have you established this now? What? No. No, you still... No. I feel so, like it's one of those life questions that you can't really answer. You just live your life and that's the answer. That's as good as it gets, as it, as it get, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you could pretty much say that for anything, though. I know. That's <laughs> one of those things that people say that they think makes them sound clever. Really, it's just fucking hot air nonsense. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You say a lot of that sort of stuff. I do. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I am hot air, really. You are hot yeah. air. Especially the hot jets head. of air. You're but... a hot head, I tell you. <laughs> You so are. perhaps, Dave, we should move on to now some some football. Yes, news. before we do, actually, yeah. um, I it's not a news story, but I've sort of nicked. I was trying to find some seagull news because you haven't done it for a long time. Yeah. Um, <coughs> thank you. David. <laughs> and uh, I sort of stole stolen your idea with the headline thing. Ah. So I've just picked out some headlines uh, of uh, seagull stories. Just to make people aware that there is still, you know, there are, seagulls are still out there and they are still a bit of a They're still nuisance. doing the shenanigans. They're still up to their old tricks. I'll just read a few of them. Please. Uh, the first one is, beach restaurants warn of extra hungry seagulls who will swarm. Oh, 
or swarm. That's the real negative term, that swarming, isn't it? Yeah. It's what bees or wasps do when they're trying perhaps, to kill something. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. What I should have asked you to do is perhaps give me a dong, you know, like the 10 o'clock news before each one. But oh. uh, just you can just do it. I'll have to change the No, sound. just do it with your, with your voice. Okay. So from now on, go. Dong. <laughs> Very. Uh, would you like a? That's that's very. Um, that was lovely. Was it the wrong <laughs> it was gentle? Tone? It was gentle. No, it's Do you fine. want something a bit more aggressive? Yes. Okay. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Seagull steals bacon from trolley. <laughs> <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Cheeky seagull caught stealing fish and chips in Tenby. <laughs> dan, dan, dan. Kemp Town seagull attacks reflection in car. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. I'm gonna. Oh, you just yeah. wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> that last one, that really tickled me. Thank Attacked you, yeah. his reflection in, in in a car. Inside yeah. a car. He walked past. It? He went, eh, for, oh, what are you looking at, lad? Oh, so he wasn't inside the car. He walked past the car and or flew past. He the saw car. his reflection and thought, brilliant. Seagull. I, th- I for some reason I interpreted that as it, he got trapped in a car and then <laughs> no, no, got, no. started attacking his reflection from within the car. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Okay. Yeah, brilliant. I, I really like that. I wonder Thank if we you. could do we could that do more. more. Yeah, could do, we could do seagull um, uh, snatches. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, snatches of stories. <laughs> from, uh, let's talk let's about... do a whole feature on the snatches of seagulls. Yes. Anyway, uh, I've, there's a couple of... It's been a very uh, news-heavy week in the football world, specifically. Oh. oh. Has it not? First and foremost, Mr. Arsene Wenger. Yes. Or Mr. Arsenal, as some people would probably call him. Mr. Arsenal Wenger. Arsenal Wenger. Yes. Yeah. 22 seasons in charge of Arsenal. Mm. And the most interesting thing for me is that he, shortly after the announcement that he's going to step down at the end of the season, he came out and said that it's not really his choice. The timing, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, in other words, they've sort of forced him to... They didn't want to sack him, obviously. Yeah. But they've sort of said, well, you should... You know, you should retire. I think it's that sort of case of like, if you don't retire, we're going to push you out. If you don't retire, we're going to have to sack you, and that's just not look going to look good for anybody. No, no. But it, I'm I'm on the side of the fence with the Arsene Wenger situation. That really, two to three years ago, would have been the ideal time. Yeah, I think it's time. I think a lot of Arsenal fans are sort of. I mean, they're not disputing what he's done, but they're sort of going, "Yeah, that's it's time to move on." I think this is a classic case of like. I, I think you could. Like Ferguson, genius. I think you could say Wenger is is a genius in the sense that he looked at the game and did things that nobody else had done. Yeah. And used the pitch and the ball in a way that a lot of people hadn't done, especially in the English game before. So I think it's fair enough to call him a genius, in my opinion. But like, it's that old question of the kind of the dogs getting older, and at yes. what point, even if you love the thing to death and it's done amazing things for you and your family or whatever, using the dog as an analogy, as an yeah. analogy, yeah, there comes a time, doesn't there? And Absolutely. I think maybe Arsenal and Wenger have mismanaged that time, yeah. in my opinion, for by a couple of years. But it's that old saying: you can't uh, teach an old dog how to carry on in its current position, controlling a bunch of want-away millionaires. So put it down. <laughs> that is the old. So saying, are you suggesting it? that they should put down Arsene Wenger? Put just. Yes, put him down. <laughs> Let go. No, because there's always someone carrying him around oh, at the training ground. Yeah, put him it's down. Like his security. Just put him down. Let, let him. Let him walk on his own. He's got to look after himself now. Yeah. <laughs> and there's all sorts of. Um, I heard a story that he might be joining PSG, not as head coach or manager of the first team, but as general manager, and almost like Ooh. a technical director sort of position. I don't really understand all that. I've never um, understood that position no, at all. It, I think it, it only seems to complicate clubs. It will. It, yeah. It's um, there's gonna. That's when problems occur i think so yes there seems to be enough examples of that so i would Um, advise him 
not to take that offer. And, and to, I, th- I think that's enough. Yeah. I think he's... He knows. He knows. He knows. There's also uh, calls for him to manage the England national team as well. No. I, don't, I can't see that. I don't want I think that, that would be slightly unfair on Gareth Southgate. Yes, absolutely. Just, oh, Arsene Wenger's available, so... Weeks before the World thank Cup. Thank you, but... Uh, <laughs> the old swapsies. Yeah. Bye, you Gareth. fancy Arsenal? Yeah, all right. Oh, they don't want you. Sorry. <laughs> can you imagine Gareth Southgate managing Arsenal? That, that'd be I can, so... actually. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> actually, you know, come to think of it, I've just been creative. I can imagine it too. I've just managed to imagine it. See, you're learning off So, me. yeah, there it is. <laughs> Learning from the best imagining. Best here. at imagining, imagining managers. Oh, good. I'm good at imagining managers. Oh, yes. Um, also. Oh, not this again. Round two of big <laughs> news in the football world. Iniesta. Yeah. Andres Iniesta. Andres. To leave Barcelona at the end of this season. Not to retire from football, but to leave Barcelona. Is he going to China? That's the latest uh, um, gossip. What is it with everyone going to China? I don't get it. Um, in football, I just don't get it. Um, but he has said that he won't be able to stomach playing against Barcelona in any capacity. So that means not Europe at all, essentially. Okay. Uh, there's a chance if he goes to a non-European team that he could play Barcelona in the Club World Cup. Yeah. But that's probably the only chance. Just just be a sub. So uh, USA, but most likely China at the moment. Mm. I saw he was quite tearful in his press conference. It was nice to see in a way. Obviously, I don't enjoy watching people cry. Oh, I do. But Especially men. You get off to it, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I was rigorously watching it. Watching? Yes. Mm. With both hands. <laughs> oh, more tears, please. <laughs> um, so he won 32 trophies in his time at Barcelona. Wow. 400, sorry, 32 trophies, played 669 professional games. Mm. 456 of those were wins. Wow. 128 were draws and 85, only 85 of those were defeats. Wow. Unbelievable. That's quite a record. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it no, is. There's no disputing it. He was an amazing... Well, he still is an amazing player. Yeah. Um, and I guess the moment that he is, um, I guess, most mem- most remembered for around the world is probably the 2010 World Cup, where in the 116th minute of extra time... Well, no, the 116th minute in extra time... Mm. He, <laughs> wow, that's how They would have been shattered. <laughs> oh, that walking football by that point. <laughs> yeah. He scored the winner against Holland uh, and effectively won them the World Cup. Uh, he also won two European Championships with Spain. So three top international um, titles and 32 domestic trophies. He did pretty well. You could say that. Yeah. You could say that, yeah. Oh, so, well, well, well uh, good luck to him and uh, what a servant. Look forward to seeing where he goes next. Keep an eye on it. I'll keep my eye on it. At least one. Oh, always. And never more than two. No. Uh, yeah, so there we go. Um and of course, European and domestic tight, um, comp- cup competitions. We must talk about that. We, we it's must. What the, it's what the people want. Uh, so, the uh, Champions League first, then. Should we do yeah. that? Yep. Liverpool yep. five. <laughs> yes. Uh, Roma two. We watched this. At Anfield. We watched this in the pub with uh, our Liverpool friend. Uh, Henry the Keyboard Warrior. That's his. That's and his name. I forgot, I forgot for a moment. Yeah, of course. And our non-Liverpool friend, number one fan, Dan, of course. Yeah. Our friend? Okay, fine. Mm. <laughs> Colleague. Colleague, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that was an unbelievable game of football. Mad. The like of which madness. I don't think I've seen before. It was madness, wasn't I th- it? I think the only one I can really compare it to was um, 
Germany Brazil in the 2014 World Cup where Germany came out seven yeah. one winners. Yeah, I mean the, there was eight goals in that game and this one was five two so seven goals. Yeah. But it, the uh, the first half and and the first 15 to 20 minutes of the second half felt like that game where it was just like Absurd. a tidal wave. Yeah, Liverpool were like it just, just didn't stop. Yeah, knocking knocking Roma backwards and and they did not have an answer and, and they missed a. F- Quite a few chances at the start as well. They did, yeah. And uh, Roma had one really good chance uh, too. They hit the bar with Kolarov's long shot that Carrius flapped out a bit. But mm. um, other than that, they couldn't really go keep the ball in Liverpool's half. They couldn't keep the ball. Uh, Liverpool were playing that counter-attacking long ball kind of style. Long but, ball in, into the channels. Yeah, yeah. And, and they had they, but they had more possession percentage yeah. despite that. So that the, tells you how much dominant the, they were. The two fullbacks played brilliantly blinders really good games I think Gareth Southgate now has no choice to take Trent Terrence Derby what's his name Terrence Trent Derby Alexander Terrence Trent Arnold Trent Derby yeah to the World Cup he has to go now surely I would I I should Coco what Andrew Robertson I don't think he'll go Uh, he's Scottish yes so that that Mm. may that may cause bit of a roadblock it's a bit of a barrier (laughs) but uh, but no they both did well and um I mean, uh, Roma got the two goals, but I can't see them turning it around, if I'm honest. That is... Um, it does make it interesting, though. I can't see them doing that, um, although you can't rule them out because that's exactly what they did to Barcelona. Well, exactly. They and, won 3-0. And don't you think, although Henry wouldn't agree with this, but for us neutrals, it does make it a more interesting second leg. Because oh if it had God, been yeah. 5-0, Liverpool could have quite easily just gone there and gone, okay, just... Just see this out. Well, it's very similar. It's going to be very similarly exciting to the previous leg, the Liverpool City, where uh, if City get an early goal, sorry, if, <laughs> if Roma get an early goal in the next yeah. leg on Wednesday next week, mate, it's going to be the best it's going football. To be, yeah, so let's so hope, good to watch. Let's hope Roma score early doors. Yeah, but Liverpool win in the long run. I want. So. Okay, well, that's we can. I can take that as well. You can arrange that, can you? I can. Yeah, leave it with me. All right, good. Uh, also, Bayern Munich at home lost two one to Real Madrid. They did lose two one to Real Madrid. They did, yeah. Uh, I watched that game as well. Really interesting game. Um, Bayern Munich looked very dominant early on. Did they? And then Real Madrid just seemed to, in their classic competition team manner, they just pulled it out of the bag. Quality goal from Marcelo. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was an odd game. And Hamas Rodriguez playing against his old club, of course. Emotional. He totes. Um, <laughs> don't, so, ev- don't ever say that again. Okay, sure. <laughs> So they've got two away goals, Real Madrid, you know, and Liverpool, of course, leading by three goals. It looks like we know who's going to be in the final. Liverpool, Real Madrid is an easy bet to make. So Great final, though, that it, would be. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. But it might be, considering with the crazy stuff that's happened in the Champions League so far, it might be an interesting bet if you were to bet on Roma and Munich final. Oh, yeah. You might yeah. make some serious cash if that comes out. So do you, what are the chances then, Joe? I'll ask you this, of, uh, of there being two... English clubs in the two domestic European Cup competitions finals. Well, I think the the chances are relatively low, <laughs> right? Because of because... the uh, <laughs> good segue into this. Thank yeah. you. Because of the positioning of the Europa League semi final, yes, of Arsenal and Atletico Madrid. Arsenal had a magnificent opportunity. Yes, another absurd game of football. <laughs> yeah, it really European. was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, nine minutes? Yeah, nine minutes. What's yeah. his name? Versanko? Versan- Eastern yeah. European defender who's n- very, it's a not very familiar hard, with him. It is a very hard name to say. So, yeah, V for something. Mm. Uh, got sent off for two yellow cards. Very, nine minutes in? Yeah, nine minutes nine, in. Nine, ten yeah. minutes. 
Eight, nine and a half. So. The first one, I think, was a yellow card. Second one, if I were the ref, I probably wouldn't have given that, even if it was a bit of a stamp. I probably yeah. wouldn't have, but for game management it's reasons. That whole, it's that old thing, isn't it, where if, you, if they were two completely separate incidents by separate players, would they have both been booked for those challenges? You'd have to go, probably yes. Yeah, yeah. But then, so by the letter of the law, the referee is right. Yeah, I think but, so, yeah. But then people expect them to sort of... Uh, humanize it a bit and sort of go well yeah but I know if I do that he's going to get sent off yeah but is that right this is why is that right for the referee to do that yeah yeah, yeah. this is why context is all important isn't yeah, it like yeah. if you're a judge uh, in a court system and this this guy comes in and it's his fifth murder in a row yeah. you obviously give him a longer sentence because he's clearly going to reoffend yeah so you have to consider the context and I don't I think the referee by the letter of the law can't criticize him but it did it was essentially game over at that point. Yeah. It became a boring game to watch. Should have been. Should have been. Should have been. Yeah. yeah. But, but. <laughs> it, 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 the Arsenal, they had a ha- quite a few chances. Couldn't put them away. Mm. Um, yeah. Lacazette hit the post. Um, and he was the most dangerous player on the pitch yeah, for Arsenal. And he did score in the end. Um, After about an hour, he managed to head one in. Good header. But and, uh, <laughs> in typical Arsenal fashion, <laughs> Dave. It was it was terrible defending. Mm. Like, Koscielny is usually solid. It was awful. It's usually Mustafi that fluffs it up, or yeah. Chambers, or one of the other, you know, Holding or whoever else. But he, the ball came over the top, didn't it? And it was basically Griezmann challenging uh, Koscielny for the ball, yeah. and rather than kick it to either flank, kick it out wide. He tried tries to. to kick it back over his own head, misses. And it, it hits him or hits Griezmann. I can't remember. Yeah, and then he falls over in the process. Yeah, Griezmann's through, has a shot, it's blocked, comes back to him again. Yeah, this time he's taking the ball around the keeper. See you later. It was embarrassing, and for they, it was like a win for them, it, and it was like a loss for Arsenal because yeah. Yeah. of the opportunity they had, and because of how, how crucial away goals are in the European football. And the whole game from that nine minutes onwards was dominated by Arsenal yeah. possession, and yeah. it was just attack versus defence. Yeah, uh, and, and yet they couldn't... still managed to score away from home. <laughs> Atletico Madrid, get, like all credit to them. Um, they and Simeone got sent to the stands. He as did, well, yeah, so. that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, yeah. Anything more to say about that, David? Not really. Uh, the only other football I wouldn't wanted to mention quickly was the um, FA Cup semi-finals that were played. Yes. Uh, so we had uh, Chelsea beat Southampton two nil, right? And Man United beat Tottenham two one, which sets up a Chelsea Man United final. That's going to be a good one. That I just want to quickly talk about the. Um, I know there was a bit of press about it. I think Frank Lampard mentioned it. Uh, the Delhi Alley celebration when Tottenham scored. Tottenham scored. Sorry, early on. So you might need to fill me in on this completely because I didn't manage to watch any of the FA Cup. I saw all the Champions League and Europa League. I didn't watch any of the FA yeah. Cup. Yeah. So basically, Tottenham scored. Quite early on, I can't remember what minute. It's, it was very early on in the game, yeah. And it was Deli Ali that scored, uh, and he ran over to the fans and he did that dance that all the kids are doing, which I found out today is called the floss. Okay. Do you know the one I mean? Where well, like a towel, like doing, you're flossing your balls with a yeah, towel. Yeah, but you go. I, I mean, I'm doing it now. It just looks like I'm having some sort of seizure. I'm about to call the emergency but services. It's, do you know the one I mean? Yes. Yeah. It, I don't know what it. I don't know the exact movements. But anyway, he did that, and uh, the pundits had a bit of a say on it, saying maybe it was a bit early to start dancing. You know, when there well, was you've a, scored a goal. It's a celebration. But they were saying maybe it's a bit early to start dancing when you're playing Man United and there's still a lot to play. Maybe you can do that in the 80th or 85th minute. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that. That's weird. Yeah. But for me, it was the it was the dance because I didn't know what this was, and my, my young nephew had to explain right what this. And now I found out a lot about it, and it got me thinking about other 
footballers doing dances as celebrations. Yeah, yeah. So the ones that stuck out for me were obviously the Peter Crouch robot. Yeah. Which was, that was great. That was absurd, yeah. Everyone was doing that. It was quite funny. Uh, uh, Daniel Sturridge does that dance. Yeah, that weird twisty thing. Twisty arm thing, yeah. yeah. He's got some... Come got on, something. let's twist again. Yeah, that, and he sings that. Yeah. yeah. And um, and Kevin Nolan, do you remember he used to do the chicken dance when he oh, scored? Oh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. didn't, he didn't like that? I like that. It was funny, but like... Yeah. Every time? Yeah. yeah. So that got me thinking about other famous celebrations about players have done. Yeah. So uh, I thought about Robbie Keane when he does his the cartwheel little, and then the, do, 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 the guns. The little guns, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought about... Uh, yeah, and Shearer's famous one, obviously, which yep. never changed. Nope. Um, Robbie Fowler, that time he sniffed the, the line. <laughs> that really pissed me off, that. It's yeah. like kids watch uh, football, yeah, exactly, you know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Paolo Di Canio doing the Nazi salute when he was at Lazio. And do you know that he is actually genuinely a national socialist? Like, he, he is a fascist sympathiser. Yeah, well, his excuse was for that, for that, was saying, I'm a fascist, not a racist. Which is Much a, better. a contradiction in terms, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I couldn't really think. I, I, and then I remembered that um, Raúl, who used to play for Emma Jade, always used to kiss his ring. Mm. So, his own one? Yeah, he used to kiss his own ring every uh, every time he scored. Must have had a couple of ribs removed to get round there, you know, to get. He, it looked easy when he did it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and that was it on celebrations. Really, I just thought I'd mention that because uh, it was a talking point. It's very nice. Thank you. I enjoyed your mention of it. Yeah, and I look forward to this lovely FA Cup final that's coming up. Up. Yeah, we, so do I. Yes. So, mm. moving on. Dave, um, I think mm. that this might be my favourite. Your f- f- Ah. Oh, where are they now? Certainly my favourite jingle. It's a good least. one. It is yeah. a good one. As they go. So, where are they now? No idea. No? No. Well, they might be soon in Rangers. In Rangers. Yes, a place, yeah. Yes, I've been there. Rangers in Scotland. <laughs> yes, it's a lovely city. So Liverpool's Steven Gerrard on Rangers shortlist for manager. This is another piece of big news this week. Yeah. And that's where he is now. So former Liverpool and England captain Stephen Gerrard is on a shortlist to become the new manager of Rangers. This is from the BBC. The 37-year-old who's currently a Liverpool Academy coach. I think he's been with the under-18s. Apparently he's been, been impressive. Has he? Mm. Yeah. Fine. He's been highlighted as a possible replacement for uh, Graham Murty. Uh, Murty was put in place until the end of the season after a spell as interim boss, uh, following the sacking of Pedro Cacinha, Cacinha? Cacinha yeah. in October, who did not have a good time. Rangers in turmoil still after their financial problems a few years ago. So they ago. don't want Graham Murty then? Don't think so. No? no. Oh, okay. Aren't they second, second in the league, Rangers? Yeah, well, um, that's where they should be at least, isn't it? I think it? they are. Yeah, but they're still obviously on, in a rocket in a rocky situation yeah. they obviously don't want him or maybe he doesn't want to be there um, okay fair yeah. enough so um, yes <laughs> right so he there's been a lot of talk about it so it's bound to happen yeah so um, basically uh, former Reading and Scotland fullback Murty joined Rangers in August 2016 as head coach of their development squad uh, he had a month long spell as caretaker before Coach Senior's appointment um, and then having to revert back obviously to manager after um, the Portuguese Cacina was sacked. Uh, he was told in December that he'd remain in charge to the end of the season. So they basically told him there and then. Um, okay. They are second in the Premiership with four games remaining. However, um, 
the uh, Scottish this month's 4-0 Scottish Cup semi-final defeat by Celtic led to protests so obviously the fans aren't happy and they're trying to make significant changes they're being whacked by Celtic in the cup you know they want a big name as their manager Stevie G when was the last time they won the uh, Scottish League I don't know. Oh well, they've been they've been out of the top flight for a f- number of seasons, haven't they? So. Yeah, so it's uh, hopefully they're they're throwing good money at the problem to bring themselves yes. back up 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 up, up, up again. They're up, throwing yeah. legal tender. Legal tender. Now I hope Gerard, um, obviously a very tactically aware footballer. Yes. Uh, the kind of footballer who d- controlled the entire game, or at least wanted to. Yes. Uh, so maybe a good transfer to being a manager. Who knows? Well, I wish him w- all the be- all the w- luck of the world. Yeah, I miss. I wish the miserable bastard. Yeah. <laughs> we might see some emotion in him. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Probably not. And that's where that. Did you have a where are they now? No. No. Okay. No. And that's where he is now, sort of. Maybe in the future. <laughs> And that's where they are now. Sort of maybe in the future. <laughs> Added a, like a disclaimer yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Joe. Yes. No, I was going to say, please carry on. You were going to say, Joe, <laughs> please, please carry on. Please carry on. I'm yeah. about to, David. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been some with bastardly my, behavior this with week. my blessing. Thank yes, you. there has. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. There's been some bastardly behavior. Actually, yes. Yeah, stop laughing. Dangerous bastardly behaviour from a part of the footballing world that really gets me gets me angry hooliganism yes and here it is bastard of the week bastard of the week and our bastard this week is the mostly Roma but I imagine some Liverpool fans as well who were involved in the violence before slash after the game mm. in Anfield this this got this week past. Um, so Italian men have been charged over the Anfield violence uh, of the... Specifically men? Specifically men. Okay. Uh, after the uh, violent attack on Sean Cox, uh, and he remains in a critical condition at uh, Walton Neurological Centre. Mm. There was this outside a pub, wasn't it? Quite near Anfield. Yeah, so two Italian men have been charged over violence before Liverpool's Champions League semi-final against Roma, in which a man was left seriously injured. When they say seriously injured, they mean beaten with a hammer. Yeah, I heard that, a hammer. Yeah, because I mean... there's actually footage that BBC released. Um, I think they probably caught the fight on tape, but they didn't obviously right. put that online because that's... A... Well, no one wants to see that. No. Um, the bod- Sean Cox's... Well, he's not dead. Sean Cox. I was going to say Sean Cox's body, but yeah. well, Sean it is Cox, his body. Well, it is. Yeah. I hope you're not. You didn't rent wrong. it from. No, no. no. He took his body to the football match. Hello, welcome to rent a body. <laughs> yes, I'd like to go to the football this week, please. Yeah. Oh, uh, very wise renting a body in case you get uh, beaten the shit out of. And then <laughs> you can revert hammer. back to your old body. <laughs> in the future, that'll probably be a thing. Mm. Uh, so they left him lying in the street, and they beat him with a hammer. Unbelievable. And there's Horrible. footage that the BBC released of um, from behind this group of guys. And you can see a hammer in one of their hands resting by their, their side. Mm. Unbelievable. Um, Filippo Lombardi, who's 20, has been charged with violent disorder and wounding inflicting grievous bodily harm. And Daniele Schiosco, 29, is charged with violent disorder. So these are two people in their 20s. Unbelievable. Uh, they have appeared in court and were remanded in custody until the 24th of May. Um, yeah, so Sean Cox remains in a critical condition, which uh, doesn't sound good. So all best of luck to him. I thought we got, uh, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. All our all our best to him um, and his family. But I thought we 
I thought all this was done, wasn't it? All this sort of stuff. It's it's a bit retro, isn't it? Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm not really. trying to make light of it at all. A, a man has been seriously injured and he's still critical. Yeah, but come on, it's Is a, it, there's still people going to the football looking for that sort of thing. It. Um, I don't understand their modus operandi, if that's the right word. Like, why? Well, I don't think they would know Latin. To be fair, Joe. Mission objective. Yeah, <laughs> that's better. Like. Uh, their MO, yeah, you former uh, yeah. Uh, hey, army yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Do not talk about that on air, please. <laughs> former SAS, come on. Put the, yeah, please. Hey, that's enough. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand what they thought that they were going to do because how do you help football doing that? You don't, it's, not, it's not helping anybody. What are you contributing to? Nothing. It's just um, men behaving badly. Yes. Quite badly. Yeah. It wasn't Martin Clunes and Neil Morrissey. No, unfortunately. But I wouldn't put it past them to either. Well, if that that would be a new story, wouldn't it? Yeah. Men behaving badly, behaving badly. <laughs> Literally. Uh, <laughs> but one thing that I've been impressed by is is uh, Jurgen Klopp's reaction. Mm. I think he's been... He said exactly the right thing. He said exactly what needs to be said, in my opinion, which was to say, I don't understand why violence is a problem with the game because it is only football. It's just football. Yeah. And to hear someone at the top you know, in one of the top positions in world football, managing a club like Liverpool, saying, it's only football, Yes, is actually a really humble thing to say. Yeah, You know, you didn't really have to say anything, I guess. And to hear him actually put football in its place and say, look, we're just playing sport, you fucking idiots. Yeah. I think he's actually... Is that what he actually said? Mm, he probably what he wanted to say. In broken English, but yeah. <laughs> um, I think that puts it into context nicely. And, and to hear someone at the very, very top of the game saying, this is absurd, is is always yeah. helpful. So that's a that's a very good. That should be a motto of the game. It's only football. In fact, that should what should we should call our episode. It's, it's only football. football. You fucking Id- not maybe not you fucking <laughs> idiots. <laughs> yeah, there's an episode title. But you're there. right. It's only football. And just it- everyone, th- just have a, take a moment, man with hammer. Stop. Think. Is this what you want to happen? Yes. And if it's, put down, and if you say yes. Take that man away and put him in a box. And leave him there in the sun. Yes, <laughs> and don't give him water. Don't put any holes on the boxes. And Problem solved. But remember, if you're dealing with small wildlife, do put holes in the boxes and feed regularly with fresh water. And maybe a, a little bit of like dry porridge oats or something. And take the little hammer off of it. Yeah, yeah. And replace it with a flower. Yeah. Put down hammer, pick up flower. Yes, There's yes. your hippie motive for Stop the day. Stop hitting, start kissing. And planting yes. and watering. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so once again, another awful, bastardly example of... It seems almost sometimes that every week there's some talk of violence in football and it really does make me feel distant from the game and I hope it uh, gets better in the future. Me too. Yes. So there's your bastard of the week. Any more to add about that, David? No, just, mm, just, well, I think... You, just, uh, just, just, oh. just stop. Just stop it, you bastard! Yes. Yeah. Stop it, you bastard! You bastard! It's got of the you. week! It's got you, isn't it, that? Yeah, it annoys me. It annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking the mick out of you at all. Really? No. no. Right, moving on. I believe we've got, we've both got something for this feature, haven't we? Yeah, we're heavy, we're jingle heavy this week. Go, go for it, mate. Uh, I'll let you go first as well. Okay, mate. <laughs> Not in my day! 
I have got a knot in my day. But it's not football related. I think let's have a break from that. Ooh, for a we have talked about a lot of football today. Uh, oh, makes me feel weird. We don't this, normally. This is fine. This is a story from the Mirror Online. Thank God. Um, okay. Cry closet installed at university for students who need some alone time. Oh, <laughs> this oh, this is brilliant. Yes. A university has installed a cry closet for students who need somewhere to be private and sad. Okay. The small box popped up in the campus library at the University of Utah in the US, United States of America. In the state of Utah, by sounds of it. In the state of Utah, yeah. <laughs> right old state it is, mate. Oh, it's a proper state. <laughs> it allows anyone stressed out to have somewhere to relax and calm down. The Box of Tears was dreamed up by university student and visual artist Nemo Miller. Yes. Nemo, Nemo Miller. Miller. Okay. Who understands university life can get a bit much. <laughs> oh. According to the rules posted on the closet door, the space is a safe place for stressed out students. Inside are soft, cuddly toys. Really? Yes. No. Yes. Uh, there's a time cap of 10 minutes. <laughs> And, uh, so you're allowed to be sad, but only for 10 minutes. Do you have to like book your slot online? Yeah. I like, oh, like, you know, oh, oh. I know I'm going to be really upset at 11.40. Uh, there's a time gap of 10 minutes and only one person is allowed in at any time. Uh, no sex in the cry closet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless you're crying, <laughs> which, which does happen. Uh, yeah. uh, also required is to knock before entering. Well... This Don't, is absurd. You shouldn't need to knock if you've got your time booked in. Surely. I'm imagining a queue of people out there, like wait for a telephone box yeah. or something. Or just, or just like really desperately trying to I'm hold gonna, it in. Like, I'm going to burst into tears any minute, please. Come on. What are you doing? No sex in there, they said. <laughs> Even with yourself. <laughs> it's basically just a wank booth. Yeah. Crying uh, crying and masturbating. Oh, God. Over the cuddly My toys. My two favourite... Oh, hold on yeah. a minute. No. Uh, These cuddly toys are a bit stiff. <laughs> oh, it's covered in crusty spunk. <laughs> right, so... And tears. Uh, can I have my... It's f- a broken box of crusty spunk and tears. Oh, take me uh, to the crusty spunk tear box, please. I'm feeling weak. I need a moment. <laughs> So look, look, I need a moment. I, I desperately, I can't stand up. I need me moment. <laughs> yes. I, 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 right. So before I say this, I want to throw out a little disclaimer that I, I spent a number of years in university. Yeah, haven't we and, all? And so I'm not going to be that kind of person. For, no, it doesn't matter if you have or you no, haven't. That's not what I'm saying. It does not matter. It does not matter. But it, it, I'm not going to say the thing that's like, oh, I went to the University of Life or the University of Hard yeah. Knocks. Which rah, is, rah, that's rah. The, no, because that's the one I went to. Right. I know that. I'm not that kind of uh, justice warrior, right? But no. um, I also really don't believe yes. that universities should be a, in inverted commas, safe place. No. Where everybody is protected and looked after. You think it should be unsafe. Because that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. Yeah. Like if it's a safe space that's super PC and everybody is, you know, no, all opinions are, you know, and if you have an opinion that's sort of controversial, then get out. That's mm. not what university is about. It's supposed to be a place where you get challenged and your ideas are constantly challenged and intellectually and philosophically challenged, not just by people shouting at you saying you can't say that, get out. 
and and these like tear booths and stuff. I know. It's a part of I this. I can see you're getting quite angry, but I'm quite yeah, passionate. I am. I, it it's... looks as almost if you're going. Do you want to go in the teary spunk box? Did you bring it with you? Yes. Because I do need it right yes, now. Yes, I'll go and get it. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I it's know not you supposed mean. to be a super PC safe place where everybody's looked after. It is yeah. supposed to be an elitist, tough environment where you're constantly being challenged and your views and opinions are being attacked. Yeah, not in a violent way. The super but... PC place is it's at Hendon where they train the police, uh, the police constables. Right. And there's a special division. Of super PCs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah, I do. It's like yeah. this Although sort of... I am completely mo- like mocking what you're saying, I do completely get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. And that, that I think, is sort of... Um, that's coming into the workplace as well. It's, mm. it's sort of spreading into various aspects of life. And really, we, we shouldn't be raising um, a generation of, of people <laughs> who can't deal with their ideas and their thoughts and their ideals being challenged. Yes. That's a big problem. Uh, and it's not just the young people, the new generation. that, that we, you know, As adults, we're going to be turning into this as well if that's what society is pushing us not me, into. Mate. So we, you know, we shouldn't let that happen. We should, all of us should be ready to be intellectually challenged Yes, and, and not have and our... Like what we hear in the news, we shouldn't necessarily believe we should be able to challenge it and have it challenge us and yeah. not just be sold this sort of soupy, lukewarm nonsense that we all agree to at all times. Exactly. So if you're out there in university... Um, then challenge people and do try and make them cry. And if they do start to cry, do not let them walk away. Make them stand there and cry in front of you. <laughs> Scream at them. Yes. <laughs> Attack them. And if they if they won't cry, you you make them. You do something to make them cry. And if they just refuse to cry, then you just better cry because someone needs to. Yeah. And if they if after all that they still not cry, you go. Well done. You have passed. <laughs> Here's your degree. Distinction. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So exactly. You backed it, backed it up. It wasn't a university in your day. No. Yeah. And I apologise for that massive rant. That was your <laughs> was section. A, and I, I enjoyed <laughs> it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that is a big problem. It's a big problem. It's, personally. It is, yes. Um, you know, I, I fall on the left with most, with 95% of things. I see, yes. yes. Uh, Quite obvious. It depends on the trousers, yeah. you know. But, but with that sort of stuff, we don't need to be... Um, super friendly and PC to everyone because that's actually not a forward step in my opinion. No. But there we go. There's my five cents on it. I've let everybody now knows how I feel. Probably not a good thing for me because I might get criticised for it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Mm. Let them criticise you. Just don't cry. I'll try not to. Or if you do cry. Just go into the spare room or something. Grab a cuddly toy. Cupboard. Yeah. And a tissue box. Mm. The tears. The tears of a man are a beautiful thing. Capture them. Yes, and document bo- them, bottle them, wear them as perfume. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've got to wear are they now as well? Uh, yes. I no, not that. where are they now. We're not talking about that, are we? Not, not in, in my day. Not in my You're day. Getting all befuddled. No. So this is from uh, the uh, online news source, uh, sports news source that you like to use a lot. Who oh. ate? Who ate all the pies? It's a good. It's good, isn't it? Dot TV. Dot TV. It is good. Yeah. Uh, not in my day. Under fire. Harry Kane reckons he's being bullied after PFA chairman cracks joke about claiming dubious goals. Get the cry closet. Get the cry closet for Kane. And this has been inadvertently timed perfectly after the cry (laughs) closet story. So um, Harry Kane is reportedly most upset about a throwaway joke made by PFA chairman. I'm absolutely most upset. I'm absolutely most upset. That's pretty good, actually. Thank you. Have you? Do you listen to Atletico Mints at all? The the no. incredible podcast. Why are, you, why are you mentioning other 
football podcasts. Well, it's not a rivalry. It's a friendship, surely, between all podcasts. We don't know them. Let's claim that we... We know them. We know them, Dave. And yeah. they're lovely. Yeah. Um, they're um, uh, the Gangs of the EPL section that they do with, with Harry Kane and Deli Alley and all that. That's mm. hilarious. And it, Harry Kane is sounding more and more like his parody within Atletico mm. Mints with this mm. sort of stuff. Uh, so Harry Kane is reportedly most upset about a throwaway joke made uh, by PFA chairman Ben Perkis, which appears to have left the Tottenham striker with a very, very extremely mild case of post-traumatic stress. No. It's an interesting way of wording that. Thank you, who ate all the pies. Speaking on stage at the PFA Awards last weekend, Perkis made the following quip during his speech. Mm. So I want you to judge whether this is uh, offensive. I will. I'll just Kane. treat it as if, if I'm hearing it for the first time, which I am. Yes. So. so this is what Perkis, the PFA chairman, said. Harry Kane is so prolific that he is able to score without touching the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke it's a joke it's like Ricky Gervais doing these award ceremonies where he absolutely grills people but this is even light this is very light this yeah. is a joke right uh, hardly the most coruscating one-liner says who ate all the pies it was very nice but apparently it was enough to make Kane feel like he's being bullied as a oh, result come on refer- come on the reference being of course Kane's desperate and ultimately successful quest to claim the winning goal against Stoke City uh, a while back, despite the ball appearing to go directly in over his yeah. back and head from Christian Eriksen's free kick. Yeah. Uh, regardless, Kane swore on his daughter's life, as you brought up the other day, which is hilarious, that he got a touch on the cross and then coerced his club into lodging an official appeal with the Premier League goals accreditation panel. And of course, then he got. I'm given not sure goal. that that is swearing on someone's life is uh, is evidence. <laughs> like it's not like you go to. The, uh, were you uh, right? Did you commit this robbery? No, I swear on my mother's life. Oh, okay. Sorry, for, sorry. I asked. Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. We, we don't need to <laughs> find out the <laughs> no. truth now. He it, swore on his whoa, life. Oh, he's just swore on someone's life. I think we can we can say that he didn't do it. Okay, come on. Next. I wonder if the whole swearing on someone's life thing is uh, like a misinterpretation. Like actually, the robber said, "Yeah, he just fuck you, fuck my mother's life." There he is. He swore on his mother's life. Oh, come on, leave the mothers out of it. All if right, we're going to talk about fucking. Yeah. Like, imagine Mad Mike. A Mad Mike could probably say, like, you'd say to Mad Mike, like, is the earth flat? And he'd go, yeah, it is. I swear on my mother's life. But yeah. of course, it's demonstrably false. Exactly. So, so it doesn't mean anything. No, so arrest him. He did do the robbery. <laughs> um, uh, this is a quote here. It is understood Kane and his family are furious and see the jokes being made at the striker's expense as a form of bullying. No, no, it isn't. Well, is it? I don't think it is. No, it no. isn't. I think we can compare this to the plight of David Beckham after the 98 World Cup. That was that was probably media bullying there. You didn't hear, hear him complaining, did you? But this is just uh, the FPFA chairman making a little joke. Why can't we joke about things and parody things? It's absurd. Like you, like crying bullying over that is absurd. Not yeah. in my day, Dave. Not, not in my day. No, thank you, Harry. No, thank you. Not, have you got any more? Not in my day. Actually, do you know what? I've got a little bit further I want to say before the jingle, actually. It's about. It's not a story as such, but it's something that I've heard yeah, about yeah. Mohammed Salah. Oh, Mohammed Salah. Mohammed Salah. Um, he's been talking at the PFA. He's the PFA Player of the Year. Yeah, amazing accolade. Well done to him. Forty plus goals. This amazing. Season. What a season. I actually um, really, really like him. He seems like a really cool guy because he looks like. He's, I love him. He's. He's. Um, I want to touch his lips. But he is with one of those. Finger. He is. One. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Weird. That was really, really weird. But I just like, he seems to be playing like, he just, he's in, loving it. 
He's he just does, really enjoying himself. He has got that sort of Ronaldinho vibe where yeah, he just looks like, really happy to be guys, playing this football. Is, this is fun. And it looks playful to him, doesn't it? Yeah. But not in a way that he... He does lose the ball a fair amount, but that's the kind of play you're willing to let him do that because yeah, of what yeah. he can do. Uh, and it looks fun and that's inspiring to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so apparently, the PFA Player of the Year, Mohamed Salah, is to be given land in Mecca for winning the PFA Player of the Year. Wow. He's to be given land by the Saudi government in Mecca, the holy land of Mecca. Yeah. No, I'm well aware of it. I did my RE in school. Don't worry about that. No, I'm just repeating it for our listeners. I'm not trying to patronise you, although I do do that regularly. But The the Egyptian forward is reportedly to be given his very own plot of land in Mecca, specifically as a reward for winning the PFA Player of the Year. Fahd al-Rawqi, who is vice president of the local municipality in Mecca, has mentioned in passing that Salah will be given the land outside Islam's most sacred city if he's willing to accept the gift. No, I don't want it. <laughs> oh, is, it, uh, is there a lot of upkeep? <laughs> Do I have to mow the lawn? No, Mohammed, it is just sand. Oh, that oh. Sound, sounds a bit dry to me. Can I grow anything on it? <laughs> no, Mohammed, it's just sand. Oh, I don't, I don't. Can I think about it? Can I discuss it with the wife? No, Mohammed, it is just sand. No, no, you must not discuss it with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Racial. Well, no, not really. Sex- sexual. 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 Sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, what's, your, what's your point? So the, 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 final, the way to end this little tidbit is that he'll either be given uh, land in the Holy Land mm. or a mosque will be built there in his name. So that's quite. Uh, they've obviously taken it. So very will seriously. he have to? Will he have to build the mosque? Or they, he, oh yeah, build, brick by brick, they'll, they'll build it for him. I think it'll be a miraculous build. Yeah, <laughs> I would just. That's the easier option, isn't it? Yeah, then he's not responsible for anything. But the interesting thing is that he's Egyptian and Mecca is in Saudi Arabia, so they're obviously just sort of honouring their fellow fellow Muslim, I guess, yeah. and Arabian player. So it's quite nice in a way. Um, that's not in my day because in in my day they wouldn't be given. Yeah, you wouldn't see Shearer um, given Mecca. Where's Shearer from? He's a Geordie, so you know a, a church in he did get a Durham. Bar, he did get a, a bar named after him, though. To be fair, so just as good. Hawaii, the lads. Yes. Not in my day. There we go then. Hawaii, the Egyptians. So um, now it comes to our ending little sections. Yes. Yes. Without jingles. No. And I, before you do your anagrams... Oh, you've got some anagrams for you. I've given it away, you sorry. Have. Don't I, worry. I preempted, uh, pre-cummed it. What? Uh, I've got uh, some interesting stories about want-away players. Players that want to go away? Yeah. From their clubs? And probably just... should. Oh, okay. Because they don't deserve to play for them anymore. Um, so the first one being the former Manchester City uh, player, Jack Rodwell. Can you believe he used to play for Manchester City? I can, yes. All oh, right. Yes. Because it's true. That's why And, and yeah, I've seen him play for them. So, uh... so Chris Coleman has said literally that he does not know where the Sunderland midfielder is. Doesn't, I saw this. Doesn't know where he is. Doesn't know where he is. Has he checked his house? Mm, maybe he's dead. He hasn't got time to check his house, has he? He's got, he's got training to take. <laughs> so Sunderland manager Chris Coleman says he doesn't know where one-to-way midfielder Jack Rodwell is. Since this story has come out and that quote came out, mm. both Chris Coleman, I think, and Jack Rodwell, no, Chris Coleman and Sunderland, sorry, came out and said that they didn't mean that they don't know where he is physically. <laughs> they <laughs> meant they don't know where he is mentally. 
And that's bullshit, in my opinion. They thought, ah, what a PR disaster that our manager doesn't know physically where his football player is. We better change it to mentally. We think he's confused. So basically, they literally don't know where he is. That's my, yeah. He's not saying up for training. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's my reading of it. Not, not at training. You know, they don't know where he is. He could, he's just obviously just AWOL, I think. That's my, that's my. He's just at home in his pants. Maybe. You know, there might be, uh, this might be able to be disproven by, you know, the media taking pictures of him at training. Hopefully he is at training, but I... I re- mean, he might, unless he's got a disguise on. The old, like, uh, the Argent Desire, yeah, the yeah. glasses and the little nose and the moustache Has anyone seen Jack Rodwell? No, no. No, I have not seen him either. Oh, oh. I am not Jack Rodwell because I have glasses and a moustache and a big nose. I'm the new youth player that none of you have seen before. Yes, uh, yeah. Windows. Anyway, nice to meet you. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> so the already relegated Black Cats travelled to promotion chasing Fulham on front. That's happened already. They've lost. Yes. Um, I don't even know where Jack is, to be honest with you, said uh, Chris Coleman. So, no, he won't be involved in the Fulham game. He knows Jack. <laughs> yeah. After that press conference, uh, Coleman clarified that he was referring to Rodwell's mental state rather than his physical whereabouts. Bullshit! So he's mental now, is he? He's mental. Oh. So, Harsh um, words from Coleman. Yes. The former Everton and Manchester City midfielder, who's now 27, he still feels like a young player to me, reportedly earning 77000 a week. And the last game that he played was in September. Wow. What an absolute waste of money for uh, for um, Sunderland. He's not made a senior appearance for Sunderland since September and has asked the, to leave the club on numerous occasions, apparently. So what a waste for a relegated club. They're going to yeah. be in League One next season. They've and got they've... to get rid of him. Unbelievable. My next quick one is um, Seidel Berrejino. Oh, yeah. Stoke. And, Stoke. And Stoke. Hesse Rodriguez. Stoke. 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 And Hesse Rodriguez of... Stoke. Yes. City. Um, Soto Berahino and Jesse Rodriguez will not be recalled to Stoke's first team despite the club's lack of goals, says manager Paul Lambert. And you know what? This what? has what? I'm about to tell you what, oh, well. what you know. Well, you don't know. You I'm know very well. You. <laughs> you know very well what. This story gives me the utmost E-B-G-B's? respect for uh, Paul Lambert and the EBGBs for Soto Berahino and Jesse Rodriguez um, because they're in such a dire state in terms of relegation. Great band. And yet he's not. Um, a, he's not. Uh, fuck, he's, he's not, not Abraham. You, you put Lincoln. me off. He's not Abraham Lincoln. He's You're not right. Abraham no, Lincoln. He's... They're in such a dire relegation situation, <laughs> and yet Paul Lambert is not willing to put aside his principles and let these want-away dickheads play in his team. No. He's sticking to his principles, saying no, you don't deserve to play for Stoke City, even though they need strikers because they only really have two senior strikers now: Mary Bir- Biram Druf and Peter Crouch. So I respect him a lot for um, not going, oh, go on then, just go in the team and try and help us out. Respect where respect is due. Absolutely. So they obviously, um, Tyler Berahino, I think, has only got one goal for Stoke since he played. Outstanding. Disgusting, really. Uh, (laughs) Outstanding. Disgusting. (laughs) So that's pretty much it, those one-to-way players. Let's hope they leave Stoke at the end of the season. And over to you, Dave. I believe you have some anagrams for us. I do have some anagrams. Uh, I enjoy this. Good. So uh, I did. <laughs> I did I, we did some last week. I know you had your puns as well, and we had a little trade-off. I did, and I've let you uh, take so this front seat with it this well, week. Well, I just I've got some more, so I'll just do them. Do it. Uh, so these are anagrams of players, football uh, football players' names. Ah, oh, which is not amazing. Un- unlike the ones we've done before. <laughs> okay, so your first one is uh, Jack Wilshire. Yep. A Jewish clerk. A Jewish clerk. Yes. That's brilliant. Thank you. I did. It's funny, like some or Clark. 
Jack Wilshire. It seems like there's less characters there than what needs to go into the the, the sentence a Jewish clerk. Correct. Very interesting. Yes. Um, Angel Di Maria. Yep. Alarming idea. <laughs> Angel Di Maria's alarming ideas. Yes. That's like a nice little. He needs to do like a show or, oh, something. or a book, like a book thing, full of just a list, a bullet point list. <laughs> alarming. Like, really yeah. though, those ideas were alarming. Some of them. I think illegal as well. <laughs> Is it that? Oh, right. I thought you meant la- like ideas from llamas. Oh, no. Uh, alarming ideas. Like if you're a llama <laughs> farmer. Um, Please carry on. <laughs> Eunice, Ka- Eunice Kabul. Yeah. You anus bloke. <laughs> There's something about... I knew anus was going to be you in there as soon as you brought I up that I can't stay away from the anus. You, oh. <laughs> you anus bloke. Yes. Brilliant. You anus bloke. Love it. Wes Morgan... New orgasm. <laughs> new orgasm. They're always the best ones, aren't they? Uh, yeah, Re- remembering old ones. It doesn't. It's not the same uh, as having no. a new orgasm, is no. it? I suppose. No. No. Uh, ben Foster, Bonafest. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to Bonafest 2018. <laughs> yeah, starring Ben Foster. Have you all got your porn with magazines with you? <laughs> Ready, go. Uh, <laughs> Oh, look down there. Rodriguez has really got his boner going on there quick. <laughs> what a... F- this is this is the best boner fest of recent years. Eunice Kabul, put that away. This is not the anus fest. Yes, you anus bloke. <laughs> it was Angel Angel de Maria that came up with this. What an alarming idea. <laughs> oh, let's get, let's get them all in. Let's get them all in. Who's taking notes? Jack Wilshire, uh, the Jewish clerk. <laughs> okay. He's part of the legal team. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tom Huddleston, molested donut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, Santi Cazola, a zonal racist. Zonal racist. Zonal racist. I'm only racist when I'm in my zone. Yes, yeah. yeah. Outside yeah. of the zone, I'm the most liberal person. C- certain areas of the of the Emirates, he's fine. But uh, <laughs> the centre when circle. He, when he's taking a corner, my God, the things that come out of his mouth. Just disgusting. Uh, and because uh, it's it's, uh, it's it, the news has been about him, and it's the end of an era. I've got on for Arsene Wenger. Mm. New arse genre. <laughs> Which is quite appropriate. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. And it, it, Arsene Wenger, I mean, Arse is quite prominent in his name, mm. so it makes a lot of sense. That's, it does. I think you did a fantastic job there. Thank you. That's uh, that's all of them. That's brilliant. My favourite one was probably Eunice Kabul. Yeah. yeah. You anus bloke. You anus bloke. You Anus bloke. It's like when you're insulting someone, but you can't think of what to say. You anus bloke. <laughs> love it, love it. Right yes, then. it is like that. Yes, yes, isn't it? Yes, is it? It is. Tis. <laughs> so, right. I think that's us, isn't it? Stop. stop wow, rolling. this is a long episode. Um, so, find us on Facebook, on Twitter at Round the Back Pod. We are part of the uh, Podnose network of podcasts. Check the others out, won't you, you bastard? Check ours out first, though. Yeah. All, the, it's, oh, oh, all, the, um, all the episodes are up there online. Yes. Subscribe. Give us a five-star review on iTunes if we deserve it. I think we do. You should see how hard we work. Uh, what else, Dave? Well, you can also find us on our website, www.roundtheback.com. Uh, and you can leave comments if you so wish. Yes. <laughs> and if mean... you do listen to us via the world of apps, we're on Overcast and Castbox as well. As iTunes. Yes. Potentially some others too that I've... Whatever. That's that then. That's 60. That then. 
Happy 60th. 60 hours of us out there. Enjoy it, won't you? Goodbye. Bye.